Sana, I'm Juliet. Welcome to Insights. It's so nice to have both of you on our podcast. I'm really looking forward to this one. And I'm looking forward to this really exciting chat because we have a very intriguing subject. Uh, to begin with, how was your weekend? Was it lit? Was it salty? Or was it Gucci? Hey, Richa. Um, well, I think... my weekend was good let me put it that way because lit gucci and salty is not something that i associate with weekends <laughs> so yeah i think my weekend was good uh, uneventful is as colorful as it gets okay let's where you from sana she's the gen z on this uh, on this recording so sana how is your weekend <laughs> my weekend was salty only in the sense that i went to the movies and i had popcorn but uh, nothing apart from that was salty in terms of my weekend yeah it was a nice oh, weekend so you're you're not looking at the gen z terminology of salty and lit and gucci no not really no okay so i think if they haven't guessed as yet our podcast subject for this episode is gen z versus millennials the most hot topic of the battle of the recent guns So before we jump in, just for those who are wondering, what is salty, Gucci, and lit? Lit is when things are awesome and exciting. Salty is when you're just like upset and angry about something, and Gucci is when they're great and cool. So Juliet's weekend was pretty Gucci, if I have to pick it. And <laughs> Sana's was lit because she went for the movies. Yeah. So that's how a Gen Z would put it, is it? Yeah, I love Sana's expression. She's no, like, "Sorry, what? <laughs> what are you saying?" <laughs> yeah, I'm quite confused as well. This might be Gen Z. Okay, so for those of you who are listening in, Sana is the Gen Z at End uh, Paradigm, and Juliet is the Millennial at End Paradigm, and they're going to battle it out on this podcast to figure out Gen Z versus Millennials who rules. <laughs> so, okay, coming back to this subject. historically a generation gap is supposed to be that of 15 years where you have perspective attitudes fashion vocabulary music art and the whole spiel you know where each generation has an ingenious expression of culture uh sara and juliet you two are on the same team and if i'm not mistaken juliet is the manager of the team um and your organization is led by a millennial <laughs> So today's boardroom chatter largely is about focusing on polarizing cultures between the millennials who were born between 1981 to 1996 and the Gen Zs who were born between 97 to 2012. So let me put this question to you. Are you two in the middle of a heated battle every day which is Gen Z versus millennials? Okay, so I think I'll go first um no not so much richa i don't think there's a heated battle here <laughs> so um so sana and i work in a team i mean we are colleagues our team is managed by a millennial so mm-hmm. we are colleagues and uh, so going from you know that synergy and talking about our um, everyday work relation basis that mm-hmm. as colleagues um mm-hmm. i don't think there's any tussle that we have faced in the duration that we worked together so so um which is you know which is which might come across as a surprising thing for people uh, it might be a bit surprising for me as well because you know you expect people and especially when you think of somebody who's uh, you know that much younger to you 
you expect sure. that there'll be some difference in the way you work etc however with sana interestingly and uh, surprisingly it's not been the case and i haven't wow. i haven't felt any tussle yeah so sana you belong to this social media generation like you're the digital native and you want everything yeah. like your generation wants everything at lightning speed so if it isn't if it isn't exciting if it, it isn't like fascinating then gen z is like it's not worth our time like no cap you know so from that perspective millennials in general are known to be very satisfied with brand loyalty whereas gen z are often said to look for brand appreciation like the brand needs to make you feel important wanted and that's when you're like okay you're worth my time what's your take on this like uh, do you see this as an uh, a is it your approach towards how you see things and do you see this among your friends so personally i think for me it's a two way street like is the job interesting to me is the you know organization doing work that i'm interested in and when you talk about about appreciation right it's just that am i valued as a team member are the people i work with you know nice and polite which they absolutely are at end time uh so i don't think it's only a one way thing of me expecting the organization to appreciate me it's you know kind of a mutual thing uh, which mm-hmm. kind of makes it work and when you talk about my friends i know friends who've been in the same jobs for 3 4 years and i've been encouraging them that please leave you are not valued over here you're not probably getting the height you deserve you're not getting the position you deserve but they're like no no i, I really you know i have a good team i have a good job if i'm not getting the pay it's fine like you have to compromise on you know something some aspects of it so at least in what i've seen in my friends and just generally around me people are still loyal i think my generation probably realizes at least the people i surround myself with that you mm-hmm. can't get everything in a job you have to compromise on something and mm-hmm. some some of them are willing to compromise on the pay some of them are willing to compromise on the work i think it's just a personal thing as to, you know what is the non negotiable for you and what are you okay with not having 100% on so i'm going to ask you this question because you're the real generation uh yeah. it's all about i me myself it's all about you know i come first and if you don't give it to me i'm walking away this is what instagrams right now propagating for your generation and that's the view that the world's getting towards how gen z's are how far is that true tell us from the real life perspective which is you and your friends is it really that bit of a decision to say i'll give it up and take a hike no like i just told you about my friend she is not giving it up even so she maybe should <laughs> since the last two years i've been telling her that you know look elsewhere you can do better uh but i don't think that's true and when it comes to you know being the real generation just a funny story a lot of my friends right now we're done with instagram like we realize that it's sucking us in for no reason i personally in the last two months have put time on my instagram because i was like why am i watching reels for 3 hours i have better things mm-hmm. to do i can go read a book or something i don't know there's one day when i was watching reels for 3 hours and when even someone called me i got out of the void like oh get out like there's a world outside so a lot of my friends have either uninstalled instagram or they're putting a timer to kind of limit how much they're using it essentially so i don't think what is being depicted online is necessarily true of everyone at least it's definitely not true of the people i know and the people you know i have seen working professionally either in my previous organization or currently and the well. very hardcore gen z 
like there is not bordering on millennial gen z yeah i know people younger than me who could be classified as hardcore gen z who are going probably to their jobs every day at 7 am if needed wow. and yeah which i don't think is said in popular discourse i have a lot of my friends are going to their offices at 7 8 am times when i i'm not even awake necessarily so yeah how uh, do you how do you feel with this disconnect with the reality vis-a-vis what is depicted uh, socially online so uh, i mean i've seen the reels you're talking about it's fun to you know read <laughs> and look at when you're looking at emails saying that gen z uh, signs off its emails with i don't know something quirky but just to point out i've had a millennial boss who used to sign off his emails in the same way and it was great fun like you want to read something cool at the end of an email but i don't think if gen z is writing their emails that way it kind of you know also goes into the way they work or their work ethic or you know how they are in their jobs necessarily they could maybe have a more fun way of doing stuff but doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're not be good at their jobs or you know dedicated at their jobs or they're going to just be like hathi gave this job not valuing me i'll just leave and look for the next one necessarily like the mm-hmm. people i know put a lot more thought into it than just seeing that you know we've had one bad day at work and i'm going to put down my papers today so i think that's it's not representative of everyone and even if it is something that people are doing in you know as gen z's in the workplace it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily translate into what is being picked up as that gen z doesn't want to work or you know mm-hmm. they're very lazy in their workplace and they'll just leave as soon as it's 6 pm or something of that sort no you know let's hold that thought and get to juliet because juliet millennials is supposed to be known as ace multitaskers you multitask with work with home your hobbies and millennials are known to love working in teams and you come to gen z and gen z are you know they're known to be the guys who are inspired to make the work a better place uh, the world a better place for me and yeah. while they want to do that there's that generation which is known to be distracted and not able to focus like one of the biggest grouses at workplaces today in the corporate world is attention spans is ownership mm-hmm. is responsibility you are a manager and you are managing gen z's this is something which i want to ask you do you see this as a challenge so not really richa um i think so while uh, organizations look at generations this way that hey you know we have a bunch of millennials and we have a bunch mm-hmm. of gen z's and this is how we must engage gen z so this is how we must engage millennials um i think it is um it is a convenient way of looking at it um mm-hmm. whereas whereas you know as a manager you know for me to engage my team it's mm-hmm. more important to look at an individual on an individual level you know hmm. see i may have somebody hmm. who's a gen z right hmm. however all these labels that we have now spoken about that you know maybe they are distracted <laughs> you know they have a social commitment they may work for somebody they may not work for somebody right so um, while it may be very convenient for me as a manager to say that hey you know gen z these 10 things that i have to focus on and let me do it across the spectrum and on the board mm-hmm. for all gen z's Mm-hmm. Vis-a-vis me looking at each individual in my team, irrespective of whether they are a Gen Z or a Millennial, and then seeing what is it that really matters to them or engages them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I think it would be the latter. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, though it, it it's not a convenient thing, it's not an easy thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that works better when you are managing a team, and especially when you are managing a cross-generational team. 
So uh, what I gather from you is it's not as stark or it's not as dramatic as it is made out to be. Because today, if you go online and you read blogs on Google or you just simply type millennial versus Gen Z, it's their polarizing views. We've yeah. already discussed Instagram. But yes. the reality, what I understand so far in our conversation is it's not that dramatic. It's not yes. that sensational. It's normal. Absolutely, it's like the previous think- generations have been. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. See, um, and I think this is a case with every new generation that enters workplace. You know, as millennials, I remember when we were the last latest generation to enter workplace, there were a lot of stereotypes about us, right? You know, um, we were also at one point in time tagged as job hoppers and, you know, people who are lazy, etc. Right. So it was it's very easy uh, to bucket a generation that's coming in which the older generation views as you know um unexplored and unknown let's mm-hmm. bucket them and you know let us let us put some tags so that they're easy to manage um True. so i think it's it's a, like i said it's a convenient thing to do uh now the same thing is happening to gen z's now when gen z's is the latest generation to enter the workplace um you know uh, for for a lot of people they, this would be the first time they're managing gen z's or having gen z's in their team so how do True. we deal with it so let's 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 d- derive from what you know the popular culture shows or what the social media shows or what you know uh, what tags we have actually readily available for them let's use that and try to use you know that to engage them to motivate them to ch- chalk out a path for them uh, like i said it's a convenient thing to do but i don't think that may be the case with most gen z's you know for example uh, you may have a team member who may be restless and would be coming back to you and saying mm. that hey this doesn't excite me and there may be another team member who's also a gen z and would say that i I'm okay with this, you know, I'm okay with the stability Mm. that this place offers me, right? So I think it's important for us as managers to explore those differences on an individual level than at a generational level. That's actually a very interesting insight because something I want to ask you on those lines is, you know, crisis, crisis always brings out the best or the worst in us. It's like, it's known to be that testing phase. Have you seen crisis where there is a dramatic difference in reaction. One is maybe because of lack of experience. That's one part of it. But have you noticed something which is very generationally polarizing in a crisis situation, maybe on a routine day at work? Um, frankly, I haven't. And in fact, I'll uh, share with you mm. an, a story which is quite the contrary. You know, okay. uh, an organized, so, you know, a, a certain team that mm-hmm. you know i have heard of where mm-hmm. uh, you know a colleague was sharing her experience and she mm-hmm. was saying that things were not going well with the team and this was a you know multi generational team of millennials and gen z's the expectation of the leaders there was that you know probably the gen z's would be the first people to leave and um, there would be you know that those kind of conversations happening and this True. colleague of mine she told me that um, it was actually the millennials who left first and the Gen Z's were the ones who stayed back longer. And, you know, they gave it that time to see where it is headed and, you know, how they can kind of make sense of what's happening. Whereas probably the millennials got the pulse of it sooner that, okay, this probably is not going in the right direction. This is not where we want to be one year down the line. And, you know, let's, let's make a decision now. So, you know, it was contrary to the popular belief that, Hey, it's a crisis situation. And now, you know, who's the first set of people who's going to resign? It's going to be the Gen Z's. It, it was actually quite the contrary, right? So, um, yeah. 
That's amusing. So you're, they just didn't like pick up, hand over their laptop, like, you know, the stories online. So we just handed it over and we said, bye-bye, we're not coming tomorrow. Gen Zs didn't do that. <laughs> Gen Zs didn't do that. And you would expect the Gen Zs to do that if you follow the popular uh, belief about them. But that's not what they did. Sana is like, we're not like that. Like, no, this is not us. <laughs> <laughs> No, but there's something which uh, I want to bring up here, you know, uh, millennials, and this is something because I'm a millennial too, mental health, mental well-being, uh, wellness, it began with the generation, which is the millennial generation where we began to pay attention to it. But the Gen Zs have made it an integral part of their work as well as personal life. How in an organization are you adapting to the focus that is being given to mental health and wellness? which this generation is having, you know, talks about and discussing and putting on the table. Okay. So um, I think as a generation that values mental health uh, greatly mm -hmm. on itself, you know, uh, for, for example, mm -hmm. as millennials, when we entered workplace, uh, there was still a taboo around it. You know, if you talk mm -hmm. about mental health, how would you be perceived? Right. True. So, um, you know, you have gone through as, as millennials, we have gone through that journey. Yes, you know, uh, can we can we talk about mental health or can we not? Do I disclose? Do I not? You know, we have lived through that dilemma. But uh, at the end of the day, we now know that we value it. And now when yes. we are in teams, you know, where we have a newer generation coming in who also value it, you know, I think there's lesser scope of tussle now. That so if, ah, if I have somebody in my so, team who if, if I have somebody in my team who comes and who's open about uh, you know a challenge in terms of mental health or any other challenge for that matter, um, I'm I'm able to be more empathetic to it because I feel that you know I have probably faced a dilemma whether I was not sure whether I should disclose or not, and here is somebody who's coming and disclosing. So let me let me you know uh, do what is right and. Um, I can understand and relate from where they come and, you know, what is it that I need to do at this point in time? So I think uh, to answer your question, because as millennials, we valued mental health and now we see next the, the next generation, which is the Gen Zs who also value uh, mental health. I think there is, there's less scope for tussle now. Wow, I was expecting a battle here. There is too much camaraderie. Damn, this is not becoming versus, this is becoming millennials plus Gen Z one team. <laughs> <laughs> But Sana, let me ask you this question, like, uh, you know, millennials inherently grew up in a much stronger economy when we were growing up. Yes, we didn't have that much access to technology. We were, we were the first global tech generation per se, but didn't have technology as readily accessible as you all do. But as you all are growing up, you're also growing up amidst recession. You're seeing a lot more volatility than what we saw. How is that impacting how you all think about the future. Career and professional life is one part of it. There are different elements to it. Like with the amount of dating apps accessible today, with the amount of, you know, e-gaming accessibility, everything is changing and it's changing at a very fast pace. How do you all uh, dream about the future? So I think one thing we're realizing is that uh, we need to maybe, you know, focus on ourselves and our skills a lot mm -hmm. more than before. So if uh, now the buzzword that's everywhere, AI, is what's happening yes. all around, you probably think that, okay, I should familiarize myself with AI. I should probably, you know, play around with chat GPT, figure out how it works, uh, ask it some questions, things like that. So we've realized that 
yeah everything does change very rapidly especially in the past few years and like you said the economy is not exactly been great with covid and now um, true what's happening in the us and all of that so it makes you realize one thing uh, which you might have said before right that maybe for considered job hoppers you do realize more than that the importance of having a place that is going to retain you irrespective you realize that stability is important when you grow up with all of this happening around you you see friends family everyone around you lose their jobs and maybe there are some really fancy coveted jobs when you realize that oh maybe just having a job which makes me happy maybe it's not the most glamorous job in the world but i enjoy it and it keeps me despite these tough times that is something that's important so i think that's something a lot of my generation of people who've grown up with me have realized that having a job which has a good culture towards people and wants to you know retain them despite things like covid happening despite things like you know recession happening is very important and on a personal level it just makes you realize that you know you need to keep up skilling no matter what's happening so i think being a tech generation helps us in that way that we are probably not scared of tech we're like oh one more thing we can you know spend mm. time on instead of mm. instagram <laughs> we can spend our time on chat gpt instead now so we <laughs> you know consider how can we upskill ourselves when everything is changing so rapidly what are the new tools we can use to make ourselves better at our jobs so i think we probably see it more of a okay this is a challenge which we have to learn how to overcome instead of getting too scared of it of course there is always that fear and anxiety chevrian says that ai is going to take over our jobs in the next few years or and all of that but you also realize like You, you're more. I think we're more experimental. We're like, okay, if this Chat GPT is going to take over our job, let's see how it works, mm-hmm. and you know how good is it actually. So I feel like we're more open to experimenting with whatever technology is being discussed. You know, I think uh, if Instagram makes reels which are so mature and so matter of fact, then they won't go viral, and then content will be really boring, which is why we don't have this content related to Gen Z. <laughs> which is why it's That's all very it's very dramatic because your reality is not very very different from what the millennial reality was you just have better access to tech and you literally you can add to this but it doesn't seem to be as dramatic as the battle which is put forth out there on the web yeah absolutely rich i agree um and i think some of it does influence people who are at workplaces also mm-hmm. you know because there is there is this image that is created about a newer generation very um, you know rarely do we think back that okay there was probably this you know stereotype that was created when we uh, entered workplaces as well um not often do we think about it but uh, you know it is very easy to get misled and look at what is put out there and get influenced by that um however when we work and in my case when i work with a colleague like sana and even right. you know other people who i have managed uh, who are gen z's you see that it's you know what uh, the picture that you have in mind or that you have um, uh, perceived or uh, gleaned from what you see out there is very different from what the picture is in reality right so you see that uh, the, the the line between this generation is not probably the strong vivid clear line it's probably a blurred line where you know traits kind of flow either way both sides so what's the s- certain traits that you think are very a peculiar to gen z's you will see a lot of millennials dem- demonstrating that and the other way vice versa as well so so yeah i think that it's not it's not the line is not as uh, strong as vivid as clear as 
um, you know, we perceive it to or think it to be. I think it's a little more blurred and um, it's very easy for people to demonstrate traits across. Okay, but I'm not going to let you all have it easy. So now I am going to make it a battle. Tell me three things that you think are distinctly different that Sana, you think that, hey, this is a generational gap. And Juliet is like, oh no, she's a different generation. We thought about it differently. Okay, if not three, at least two. I like how that's talking. I'm thinking of even one. <laughs> yes, I think uh, one would be Okay, stretch. let's start with one. <laughs> to take a while to think about it. Whoever is listening to this, please know this is Gen Z versus Millennial. You can find a hundred reels on Instagram, but you're just struggling to find one distinct difference. <laughs> Nothing is coming to mind. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, nothing's coming. And even if anything is coming, you know, I think it's it's more related to the life state that the individual is than yeah. the generation, you know. See, for example, every Monday when I connect with Sana, yeah. I ask Sana, what did you do? And Sana tells me last weekend she told me I went for a movie. This weekend she told me I went for a movie. And I'm like, why did I not you know, make time for a movie? And then I realize that it's, it's, it's not because I'm a millennial and I don't want to go for a movie. I want to go for a movie too. But I mm. think it's it's the difference in the life states that we are in. I have, uh, you know, a little child to manage and maybe the homeworks and the assignments, etc. to get mm. help mm. her with. If that was not there, I would have gone for a movie too. So, you know, what? even the differences that we see, probably I think now when I think about it, it's it's about the life states, the different life states that we are in. Because I know mm -hmm. 10 years back, if somebody asked me on a Monday morning, what did you do? I would say I watched three movies, you know, one on Friday evening, another on Saturday mm -hmm. evening and the third on Sunday evening. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, so I, I don't I, I don't think I can really pick it up as a difference. But I think even if there are differences, mm -hmm. it's probably because of the different life states that we are in. You know, actually, it's very it's very heartwarming because I did a recent uh, podcast, the one that we did, I think the last one of the one before, which was on burnout. And that's when John said something very interesting, you know, where he's like, uh, it's, it's, it, it's a perspective. If you like what you do, if you love what you do, if you have the resources and the environment created, then you don't burn out, irrespective of yeah. which generation you belong to. Yeah. And uh, by the time, you know, I've heard both of you on this podcast, it resonates around the same, same perspective, where, yeah. uh, Yes, every generation comes with its quirks and every generation has a different perspective. But it's not as dramatic as especially this millennial versus Gen Z is made out to be. I know, and I hope people who are listening into this will actually give Gen Z the chance and give them a chance to share their aspirations and their fears because they have fears. They clearly have fears. They understand economy. They understand the good and bad of tech because what uh, we... And again, AI, right? You you get more of what you see. So if you keep seeing a certain kind of reel or a certain kind of posts, you will get more of it. And I think that's also painting this generation in a color that it necessarily doesn't belong to. Hmm. You know, and Sana is like nodding, saying, yes, yes. <laughs> so I think from that perspective, um, yeah, it's 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 very it's very interesting because had we not had this chat, and if we just or decide to describe a Gen Z looking at Instagram Reels, I myself would describe a very different Gen Z. I don't know what Stan means and what 8 means and 
no guess and I was like oh I love this so expression she's like sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> but apparently your generation only talks that language so says instagram maybe it's so poor gen z i don't know yeah so and i, I don't think it talks like this at work like i don't i haven't come across anyone who speaks like this at work maybe in their personal life sure why not but yeah yeah but i think you know they should be given a fair chance and also as millennials i'm sure there's a lot one can learn because you always learn from the generation that follows and vice versa you also bring very good points to the table you know whether it is focusing on mental health whether it's putting yourself first which is something you know millennials are always sandwiched and they're trying to learn better from the following generation but clearly there is no battle i think that what i would like to end this podcast with is hey they're not in battle at each other they're pretty friendly they get along <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do get along <laughs> we do <laughs> and this is a hardcore gen z versus a hardcore millennial yeah so those who were expecting a battlefield you didn't get one but yeah very interesting takeaway so thank you so much guys it was great having you it was a great insight into how this gen- this generational war is more amplified than what it truly is yeah definitely Absolutely Rachan thank you for having this uh, conversation because these are not th- you know visibly when you talk about two generations you always think of a tussle right true, but when true. we think about it when we put our thought into it we f- we realize that there's more in common than there are differences so true. thank you for having this conversation so we absolutely enjoyed it and you all have a great week ahead thank you sana thank you juliet you too thank you richa thank you very much thank you thank you, thank you.